the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left in me. This historical evidence is overwhelming that the Founding Fathers intended impeachment to be used to deal with the commission of indictable crimes and the abuse of power. A what? Indictable. Corruption and injury to the nation caused by public Mm. officials, among others. Madge, Madge, Madge. She She just cannot get Hunter Biden's out of her mind, can she? Wow, indictable crimes. Wow, wow, wow. Is she referring to Lauren Boebert? (laughs) We've got some on her. Oh, Lord. Mm-hmm. That's not, you know, it's no gazpacho police, but uh, that is pretty good. Indictable, oh. indictable crimes. It oh, my is. God. <laughs> Kids stay in school. Speaking of which, can't wait for Glenn Kirshner to get here because is that Ellen Weisselberg flipping? I think so. What's that flipper? Flipper? Oh. Is that you? I yes. Think it uh, is. Uh, because we've been saying, uh, Tristan Snell told us yesterday. That uh, he was hearing Monday, Tuesday, but so we know what the delay might be in the uh, uh, fraud yeah. uh, ruling from Ngoran. Yeah, Weissman said, Andrew Weissman said, why has Judge Ngorman not issued his decision on the Trump civil fraud trial? One reason could be the news that uh, Trump chief financial officer Alan Weisselberg may be pleading to lying to Judge Ngoran in a way to help Trump. And the judge is waiting for that support uh, to support his decision against Donald Trump, um, which means even worse news. Yeah. <laughs> Donald Trump and uh, yeah I, and, and ketchup then, bottles everywhere yeah, right and, and Tristan Snell said that you know this could be him finally flipping could be what makes it into a, a criminal trial mm-hmm. and not just civil so <laughs> <laughs> something happy on a day we need something happy um yes Julie in Seattle among others uh, wrote and tweeted uh I assume today's show will involve crying yes Yes. We will not see his like again. Farewell. Fly high to the great black eagle. Yeah. She sent me, uh, just so I could start crying before the show, she sent me a beautiful. So I just found out yesterday that Joe Mattis said, oh, see, I'm going to start crying. Uh, passed. And mm-hmm. I did not know that his uh, prostate cancer was back. He was just on the show, as you know, uh, Jody Wright, just a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I, as I said to you, Chris, I have never, I, I have not met a nicer, classier yep. mm-hmm couple than uh, he and his wife Sharon and they you know he was just unbelievably supportive of me and uh, I think he voted for me for the Hall of Fame when he won (laughs) (laughs) yes he did win over you really glad he won (laughs) beyond deserved it yeah he did but uh, yeah he just was unbelievably supportive of other talent he loved Frangela Mm -hmm. he you know never missed a Friday when they're on and it just the fact that he won't be listening today to Frangela just makes me a you know he just it just is so rare to find a, a person like that in the business that is just uh and I, and I gotta say ugh, I'm a little raw this morning just in terms of do you remember how worried I was about him when he did the hunger strike oh, sure. he obviously had yes. dealt with cancer yeah. and he's very thin to start with right. but damn if ever there was a person that walked the talk it was Joe Madison absolutely you know for voting rights mm-hmm. he he did that hunger strike for voting rights and you know I was saying, I just, this morning was the wrong morning after we another had a great jobs report, you know, that they did interviews with people in Michigan saying, I'm not going to vote for Trump or Biden. I'm going to write in free Palestine. And I just thought, oh my God, Joe Madison would be like, I mean, please don't stay home. Please vote. 
please vote, vote for yeah. real vote. And it's like Joe Walsh is encouraging Republicans. Don't just say you don't support Trump. You've got to vote for the only guy that can beat Trump. Right. You can't go, oh, I'm going to write in or third party. That's going to get Trump back in. Exactly. It's going to get Muslim ban guy back in. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris and I had a fight because it's a good morning for me to start fighting before the show. But he thinks I'm too happy clappy about Biden and I don't admit it's a problem. I know it's a problem. I've been talking to Malcolm, Na- Dean Albadala about it. Just Monday, we asked Dean, what, I think Jody and I asked the same question. What is Biden supposed to do exactly? I'm glad he sanctioned the Israeli, violent Israeli settlers. I, I have said, I don't think Netanyahu, if Netanyahu will not publicly say he's for a two-state solution, mm-hmm. then he's as big a part of the problem as I've said over and over again. So I, But I don't know... At this point, I don't, think there, I don't think there's anything he can do. He's right. lost a large chunk of his base. We're way far out from the election, Chris, and it's just, I think everyone knows this is a, you know, unbelievably complex issue. Yeah. He's and, not going to get several of my friends back. Well, okay. Then what do, what do you want me to say? You know, I, like... I, I, you don't have really? to say it's, any, it's, you don't too, have to say it's, anything. it's too late depending so it doesn't matter if there's a ceasefire or it's whatever solution in the middle east it's too so late so if it oh, gets okay. solved they're still going to stay yeah. away from you're it. yelling at me I'm like i'm the problem i'm, I'm asking not yelling. a question yes you guys are yelling at me like i'm the problem i'm just telling you i know it's what, a problem i told you i talked to a young person i you know uh, my friend's daughter i get it it's a, pr- a issue for muslim voters for young people i've talked to dino i've talked to dean i've called dino Madala more than right. once off air because i want to talk our, about it and understand this, it. Our argument this morning was specifically about Michigan. Michigan oh, is well, I don't, a I'm swing. I'm not being specific to Michigan, but yes, I hear yes, you. Yes, Michigan is a swing state. Debbie Dingell for months has been saying this is a major problem that needs to be addressed. Right. And what, uh, is until she, is, until is she na- calling until now, it doesn't seem like the administration has addressed it. Is she calling some, for something specifically for Biden to do that he's not doing? She 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 is just ringing the alarm that there is a problem okay. in Michigan. You know what Joe Biden or what do you call it? Joe Madison would say, "What are you going to do about it?" <laughs> that was the thing that his catchphrase he always Not said. Sure it's up when to you're Debbie complaining, Dingle. what are you going to do? No, but what's the solution? Yeah, Jody, sorry, you're raising your hand like so a good Catholic girl. My my question to the Michigan voters and your friends is: If it does get solved, will they come back to Biden? I don't think so. Then it's, seeing, then it's seeing, seeing, how, seeing how my my friends have reacted to uh, you know calling him genocide Joe and all of that when they weren't even political at all, and all of a sudden they start calling him genocide Joe. I don't think they're they're going to win him. Uh, he's going to win them back. Them? Yes, I have. They tr- oh yeah, they truly think Joe Biden is for genocide. Absolutely. Okay. Because they're they're I, because their friends have been killed. Yeah, I I get it. That like I was saying, you know, when, I just when I watched the senatorial debate here. I agree with everybody on the stage. Barbara Lee, who says the death toll is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, the Biden administration, the UN, has called on Israel to, to uh, show more restraint. I'm just, I'm not sure what to do. It, the whole thing is heartbreaking, mm-hmm. you know, but it, it, it's, you know, I also see, as I say, some people doing Hamas talking points, mm-hmm. you know, so it, it's, Hamas is not, they're a terrorist group. You've got to start with that. Mm-hmm. I wish, I, I keep saying this, I wish we could free uh, is or excuse me, free Palestine from Hamas, because mm-hmm. there's never going to be a two-state solution with Hamas in control. And so it, it just, anyway, I, all right, let's, you know what, it's Groundhog Day, everyone, and we're going to have more spring. And Rocky Mountain Mike has done a new Groundhog Day piece. Yay!
show. We watch Fox News, our information flow. Well, I don't know at all what's true, cause I've been drinking Kool-Aid here with you. Babe, I got Kool-Aid. I got Kool-Aid. Okay, campers, rise and shine. And don't forget your booties, because it's cold out there today. <laughs> it's cold out there every day. What is this, Miami Beach? Not hardly. And you know you can expect hazardous travel later today with that, you know, that uh, blizzard thing. Blizzard thing? Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean the fraud trial damages alert thing. Yeah, the National <laughs> Weather Service is calling for a fraud trial damages alert thing. Yes, they are. But you know, there's another reason why today is especially exciting. Especially cold. Especially cold, okay. But the big question on everybody's lips... On on their chapped lips. On their chapped lips. <laughs> chapped lips. Do you think Trump's gonna come out and see his shadow? Pudgy belly Trump. That's right, you Trump suckers. <laughs> it's Damages Day! Get up and check that hog out there. Lock them all up! <laughs> Thank you, Rocky Mountain Mike. Yeah. Thank you, Richard Hensel. Yeah. <laughs> and Mary Ann Arbor. Um, yes, Mary, exactly. Yes. It is uh, Fraud Trial Damages Day. Perhaps no, we'll Tristan see. said it could happen today, but he also, so he tweeted after this mm-hmm. news yesterday, Weisselberg may have committed per, uh, perjury in the first degree, which is punishable in New York by up to seven years in prison. This is why Weisselberg is taking a plea deal, and this is how Manhattan DA may have finally cracked Weisselberg, creating a criminal fraud case against Trump. Mm-hmm. So... That, I guess that might also, you know, delay. Yes. I don't know how long, like, dil- I mean, he had said maybe Monday, Tuesday. Right. I, don't, I don't know in terms of. Uh, but, but, Daddy, I want it now. I want it now. But it, the, the good news is it's going to be even worse for. <laughs> so if you wait <laughs> yeah. for Christmas, little boy, it'll be better. You will get that bicycle. Yes. And not just a bell like Francis Callier got. You will get the whole bike <laughs> if you wait. <laughs> Weisselberg. Okay. Uh, so, uh, very exciting. We have a lot to talk to Glenn Kirshner about. Also, Damn. Why is Chris Ray still in there? I don't understand. There is a lot of FBI. I mean, this whole Mar-a-Lago thing, you know, from what do you call it? Oh, we have to talk to Glenn about that. Mm-hmm. There may be an opening with Judge Cannon to get because it, she you can only screw up or delay to right. such right. an egregious yeah. degree, right. degree before you create an opening. But um Anyway, there's whispers of FBI screw-ups and cooperating witnesses from experts who've read the bombshell report that some hidden areas of Mar-a-Lago went unsearched during a raid by the FBI. Of course he has a st- hidden rooms. He's a freaking lifelong crook. Oh, my God. It was reported as an astonishing lapse that FBI agents missed a hidden room in their search of Mar-a-Lago. The reports that the FBI missed a hidden room at Mar-a-Lago makes me wonder how the FBI knows that. Uh, said Weissman, sounds like an insider tipped the FBI off to that, uh, i.e. another cooperating witness. Um, Norm Ornstein says it also sounds like another embarrassing lapse by the FBI, which did not want to search Mar-a-Lago in the first place, yet more for the FBI FBI director to answer for. Um, And this happened, by the way, before Jack Smith was appointed. So Mm -hmm. our friend Allison Gill said, keep in mind, FBI Trump holdover Mm D'Antonio initially blocked the search of Mar-a-Lago, then finally relented DOJ prosecutors. Then he wanted to alert Trump to the search. Mm -hmm. Then he agreed, but uh, not if the FBI wore their uniforms. I'm not surprised the FBI missed some rooms. I mean, this goes to this whole thing about, you know, the, the FBI was Team Trump. The New York mm-hmm. Bureau is, yep. is part of why we are in this disaster. Yep. 
You know, they're the ones that, you know, nudged Comey to have to do the ridiculous thing he did because of yep. New York FBI and Giuliani. So, yeah. So does um, Mar-a-Lago have one of those rooms where if you take the candle out, the bookcase, the candle the bookcase exactly spins around right. and there's they a secret room They have a panic room. Okay, yes. got it. You have to call Jodie Foster and then she tells you how to get in the panic room. Okay. That's exactly right. And then... Listen to me very yes. carefully. Put the candle back. Okay. Gene Wilder's face is uh -huh. smooshed. Yes. Okay, that's exactly what happens. Okay. Chris, thank you for All that. Right. Can I just say, I found the, oh, I'll do a guess the quote. Because I just, it's Sexy Liberal Day. We have Frangelo, we have John Fiegel saying, we have, I'm wearing my sexy, we have some, I'm going to burst if I have to wait another day well, you have for to the Sexy day. Liberal announcements. Let's just say there's a big, big meeting today that will, okay. Chris, I just felt like this should be, the theme of Sexy Liberal Tour. Okay. Who said it's much harder to be a liberal than a conservative? Why? Because it's easier to give someone the finger than a helping hand. Uh, Schlepp car. No, Mike Royko. Oh. Chicago, which you can get Sexy Liberal Chicago tickets, and you better it. hurry because that's going to be the DNC show in August is going to be bam. Yep. yep. Who even knows who's going to be a guest on the panel there? Everyone will be in Chicago. Sexyliberal.com. Get it. Get it. Okay. I've worn myself out. Uh -oh. Okay. You need an aspirin? Yes. <laughs> Some more coffee? <laughs> Everything. Stephanie Miller. I need a drink. Where's the bar? Stephanie Miller. That makes me sweat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It is the Stephanie Miller show. Danny in Texas, who says uh, Biden is not president of Israel. Thank you. Thank you, Danny in Texas. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Hi, Danny. Hello. I was just listening, and, you know, I heard what you were talking about with about Debbie Dingle and everything. And I don't, I really don't know what they expect them to do. So are they not going to vote for Biden? Are they going to vote for Trump? Do they actually think Trump is going to listen to what they say and make it any better? Because there's no reason for him to. Oh, he God, he'll make it way worse. He he'll make it way worse. I think the point is writing in whoever is going to get Trump is going to get Muslim ban guy in right, office. Right. So, you know. But, 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 what, but what, you're, what you're talking about, uh, Danny, is an intellectual argument. They're coming from a place of emotion, yeah. Because they're, you know, their families back home are getting killed, so, yeah. you know, it, it, it's just a hard situation. I, I, yeah, I do understand that. I mean, because I think about my children all the time, and my grandchild who goes to school, and I think about all of that. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I know as a female and the mother of females, and probably going to have a more, a lot more on my line, that the Republicans have nothing good for my family yeah yeah i mean there's they a whole host of well this is what we always talk about Danny, with just single issue voters no matter what the, the the issue is there's a whole host of issues that are that are i i can't even believe we're having this conversation in terms of like uh, by the way Gr uh, kyle griffin tweets in private donald trump's bracing for the genuine possibility that he'll be the first convicted felon in u.s history to represent a major party i don't that seems like more of a deal to me that he's a convicted he will be a convicted felon and a rapist and be worse for your family on every single issue including uh, uh israel and gaza uh let's see blah 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 karen in chicago hello karen boo foo 
Hey, good morning, Steph. Um, first of all, I just want to very quickly condolences to all of you who personally knew Joe Madison. Um, it is just such going to leave such a hole in um, the progressive voice. I said and, to um, I said to Frangela yesterday. I said to Frangela yesterday, Karen. I said, just we've you know, democracy has lost one of its greatest warriors. Absolutely. Just when we needed him most. Yeah. And it, it is it is a I gut know. punch. It's a gut punch. Between. It, it really is between him and Eric Bollard. It's just, it's, I just, it, it was devastating. I'm, I, I don't want to cry. Um, but anyway, but here, here's the thing I want anybody on the, you know, on the far left to know. Playing around with your vote in the general election, it's one thing to do what, you know, write in ceasefire or, you know, write in who you want. But this is the thing. The general election, you do a write-in or you vote for third party, it is going to hand the Electoral College votes over to Donald Trump. Guaranteed, if you care about the Palestinian people, he has said he would turn Gaza into a parking lot. He will not Oh, he'll let Netanyahu, Netanyahu he, will, yeah. he will make Netanyahu he'll, and Putin stronger. Yeah. Yes. He will do whatever they want. Yes. I mean, it is that that's 100%. the heartbreaking part is it will it, by times infinity, things will be worse for the Palestinian people. If God that's forbid Donald Trump gets back in. All of the people you say, all of the, yeah, all of the things you say you care about, all of the people you say you care about, it will, they will, it, it, they are going to be the ones deeply affected by it. Yep. And I think so, two anyway, things, I Karen, I think, I think great you too, I think. Chris is correct. It is obviously an issue, but also, you know, again, polling, whatever. But in the latest poll, 2% of Democrats don't support Biden and a huge chunk of independents do. So I, you know, I don't want us to panic. That's that's exactly what they want. 29 minutes after the hour, Glenn Kirshner next. really I'm concerned about is this just completely distorts what impeachment exists for. Um, As Jake said, it's supposed to be high crimes and misdemeanors, not policy disagreements. And fundamentally, that's what this comes down to. I mean, this is the most powerful tool, you could argue, that that Congress holds over the executive branch. And now we are just using it um, in ways that it was never intended for. And and I think that there's going to be a really bad long-term consequences um, if this just becomes a regular tool in the toolbox for people to play politics. That was uh, Ken Buck. Mm-hmm. Is that who you are? What you like to do? In his case, both. He's blocking oh. the Repo- Republican Party. Uh, it's actually it was Brendan Buck. Oh, Brendan Buck. Oh. He's a former Same press sec- secretary it is who for he is Boehner and, and Ryan. And what he does. Okay. Okay. Oh, Ken Buck does also sometimes. Well, yes, they yes. both do. Mega. Are they related? Mega lunatics. No I don't know. Okay. Uh, two big news drops today from Allison Gill. Jack Smith investigation reveals two hidden rooms at Mar-a-Lago. The FBI, quote-unquote, missed during their search. Trump... Uh, CFO uh, Alan Weisselberg may plead guilty to per- for to perjury in New York. Uh, serious bad news for Trump today. Mm. Mm-hmm. Flippy, flippy. I'm. I. What better time to say hi to? <laughs> Thank God, former U.S. Attorney Glenn Kirchner, Captain Get Justice. Captain of the USS Justice. Prosecutor Glenn Kirshner. I can listen to him talk all day. We need to get him a cape. The call for yeah. his country once again. Not all heroes need to wear capes. Glenn Kirshner. Almost every show all day. Piercing blue eyed. Glenn Kirshner. <clears throat> we got that Glenn Kirshner now and I feel okay. Huh. Hi, good morning, Ben Kirshner. Good morning, Steph. <laughs> I'm wearing your Los Angeles hoodie for us. Hooray! Aww. <laughs> um, so, Glenn, where do we even start today? Dear God. So, uh, I, is Weisselberg 
flipping finally? What I mean, he is he pleading guilty to perjury? Is this going to is this what's delaying the uh, Angoran's settlement? Obviously, us hearing what the what the um, fraud uh, bill is going to be. Yeah, first of all, not a chance. Um, Alan Weisselberg is is flipping. He really never has flipped. That's why I always found it curious that Alvin Bragg brought him on board as a cooperating witness. He was never really cooperating. Now, I understand sometimes you have to use somebody like that as a prop yeah. to get to the, the bigger criminal fish. But, you know, he it looks like, based on the reporting, he is likely to strike a deal for having lied uh, in the trial that was um, being litigated before Judge Angoron. Um, and it really is almost comical, step because yeah. when you hear from some of the reporters that Alan Weisselberg talked to back in the day, he was like the point person on lying about the claim that Donald Trump's penthouse was 30,000 or 33,000 yeah. square feet when it was only 10,000. And then under oath at the trial, he said, oh, I, I didn't take any part of that. I had nothing to do with that. Fire. Well, sport, that's really an easy perjury to prove against you. But here's the thing now. Judge Ngoron has probably crafted his opinion, and if he relied on anything Alan Weisselberg said in yeah. reaching his findings against Donald Trump, he's going to have to account for the fact that maybe Weisselberg was lying to him. Yeah. So it doesn't surprise me that Ngoron may need to take a step back and rework his findings a little bit. Yeah, but it, it's in any case, worse for Trump. Ha ha. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's all I care about. Uh, so let's talk about, dear God, bombshells, uh, uh, um, one and all. An insider tipped the FBI off. Experts pounce on bombshell Mar-a-Lago report. This, you know, the FBI missed a couple of secret rooms. <laughs> um, talk to us about that for a minute. Yeah, so first of all, it's pretty unusual for the FBI to miss anything when they're executing a search warrant at any property. I know I worked with them for years. Doesn't mean Donald Trump, you know, didn't have some super secret squirrel room behind a bookcase somewhere. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to you got to pull the right statue down for the wall to open. So, you know, maybe <laughs> they missed something. And if they did, it's just more evidence of Donald Trump's intent to obstruct justice by never giving over the documents, not to the grand jury after they were subpoenaed, not to the National Archives after they were requested, and not to the FBI as they were executing a search warrant trying to recover all the documents. None of this bodes particularly well for Trump. Yeah. What? So uh, let's talk about, just since we're on uh, Mar-a-Lago, so uh, uh, your friend Andrew Weissman argued that uh, Eileen Cannon could gift Jack Smith an issue to appeal, depending on her actions, um, in terms of, you know, her dance that she has to do protecting national secrets. Uh, if she screws this up, to be blunt, this is the kind of issue I would imagine the government would take an appeal so that they could have the 11th Circuit hear it. Um, so that he has to decide whether to share sensitive information with Trump's lawyers. That's something they could appeal prior to that going to the defense. Uh, another cause for a, a repeal, appeal would be if Cannon were to override the government's request for redactions to protect the integrity of the intelligence. I mean, ironic that this whole case is about them being sloppy with national security and, and national secrets. So what do you make of this? Yeah, the whole case also feels like Jack Smith not only has Trump and Walt Nauda and D. Oliveira, the co-defendants, as the adversary but it feels more and more like he's got Judge Cannon as an adversary as well. And that's not the way it's supposed to be. You know, rather than having to contend with bad ruling after bad ruling after bad ruling, 
I would hope if Jack Smith decides to appeal any of these issues that he would also throw in uh, a motion to recuse. Let the appellate court, the 11th Circuit, handle it. Let them sort it out. And then we live with the results. Either Judge Cannon, you know, should remove herself from the case or she shouldn't remove herself from the case. But if we never litigate the issue, we'll never win that issue. So I hope Jack Smith is still thinking about whether there's a basis to move to kick her off the case. Yeah. Okay. Um, this is a new legal term I hadn't heard as well from Andrew Weissman, uh, snap-a-doodle. <laughs> he said, hey, uh, D.C. Circuit Trump panel, snap-a-doodle. You really are making the judiciary look bad at this point, letting it down after so promisingly agreeing to expedite the briefing and argument schedule. I keep saying, Glenn, you know, delay, Donald Trump's best friend, like <laughs> anyone that helps him delay is exactly what he's looking for. What? So what do you think? I mean... I read two good news things about this as well. One headline, Trump's immunity appeal is slowed because judges are making his loss bulletproof, according to one expert, and Anton Scalia yeah. may help disqualify Trump from beyond the grave. So that's a happy headline. But <laughs> talk to us about yeah, this and, whole... and be, Being a, a Jersey guy, you know, and first of all, Andrew is far more diplomatic than me. I wouldn't have gone with, hey, hurry the snap-a-doodle up. I would have chosen another word. <laughs> yeah. But still, uh, here's the thing. Uh, uh, it's only been a few weeks, and I know we've waited yeah. an eternity for justice to come for Donald Trump. So I understand the frustration. I feel the frustration. But, you know, give the appellate court time to issue what will be perhaps the single most scrutinized appellate court opinion in our nation's history. And here's the other thing, Steph. Yes, they are wrestling with the exact language of the opinion with respect to the fact that Donald Trump has no absolute presidential immunity. But remember, there's a second issue that they're wrestling with, and that is, did Donald Trump have a right to appeal this in the first place? The answer is no, strictly speaking. Yeah. But if they say no, that no needs to be bulletproof too, because what does that mean? It means it doesn't go to the Supreme Court. We don't keep the trial on hold. It means the trial okay. begins barreling forward again. So they have a lot of legal issues that they're wrestling with. They want to get it right. Let's give them another okay. week. And so, then, you know, let's readdress. So that's what I'm reading. I think what I'm hearing you say is that if they are unanimous that he does not have the immunity, then it's bulletproof when it goes to the Supreme Court. Um, so the release of the appeals court decision uh, it could be they could be trying to get a unanimous decision. One another expert saying based on the oral argument, they all seem to be in agreement. Um, you know, where Trump said, yeah, I can send SEAL Team 6 to assassinate my, uh, you know, they'll probably try to get to a 3-0 opinion and bulletproof that. So, but what does that mean legally, bulletproof? It means the Supreme Court won't take it at all? or yeah, bu Bulletproof is actually kind of a meaningless term. It means they want the legal reasoning. They want the cases that they cite as support for their decision to be the strongest arguments possible so there's no little crack in their legal reasoning that the Supreme Court could jump into and break it apart. That's all that bulletproof means. But let me touch on the SEAL Team 6 thing. I was in court when this argument was made. Yeah. You know, I was also active duty Army for six and a half years. And here's the thing, Steph. When Trump's lawyer said, you're darn right Donald Trump could order SEAL Team 6 to kill his political opponent and he couldn't be prosecuted with one little qualification. You know what? SEAL Team 6 wouldn't do that. Here's why. We are taught not only that you must obey a lawful order, but that you absolutely must disobey an unlawful order. That would be an unlawful order. And here's the irony. 
Donald Trump would be fine with telling some military members to go kill an opponent and the military members could be prosecuted and Donald Trump believes he couldn't be for delivering that unlawful order. That's an obscenity that is, you know, reason number eight million why yeah. Donald Trump cannot possibly go anywhere near the reins of presidential power again. So the other Supreme Court thing, the, you know, Scalia headline, uh, Trump's opponents are turning to a surprising source to make their case for keeping him off the ballot. This is the 14th Amendment. Uh, yeah. Liberal groups are citing a 2014 concurring opinion from Scalia uh, as evidence the 14th Amendment insurrectionist clause applies to former presidents. Invoking Scalia is kind of an attempt to cite some moral authority for one of the court's great originalists. They're not just citing anyone. Um, Trump, of course, has argued that presidents are not officers of the United States, which I'm not a lawyer, but I think that sounds absurd. <laughs> so, yeah. What, what do you, th- I, I mean, I, I'm wondering, you know, because I know everyone at first is like, oh, that's not going to happen. But I, I'm feeling like you tweeted about some of this, the, the 14th Amendment stuff. I'm not sure that, that this is not going to work in some cases. Uh, I'm with you, Steph. I am not in the camp that says the Supreme Court is going to find an off-ramp and they're going to find a way to leave him on the ballot. You know, 51% of me says, I don't think they're going to find a way to leave him on the ballot. Here's the thing. They can engage in legal reasoning and reach any conclusion they want, right? They can play all the games they want and say, either we rule that he's disqualified or we rule that he's not quite disqualified for some reason or another. But what I believe motivates the right-wing block of the Supreme Court is self-preservation. They want to remain above the executive branch, above the president. And they know if they do anything to facilitate Donald Trump's return to the Oval Office, he's already announced he's going to be a dictator on day one. And a dictator has absolutely no use for a Supreme Court. So they're thinking that in the back of their heads, if not in their front of their heads. Mm -hmm. I have a feeling they will find a way to say, you know what? This really is a states' rights issue. This really is an original construction and textual issue. Yeah. And he's disqualified. I think that yeah. is well, the more likely result. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, Judge Ludwig, among other conservative scholars, are going to the Supreme Court. You pointed to a Republican judge in Illinois finds Trump engaged in insurrection and is disqualified under the 14th Amendment. Um he he ultimately finds a higher court, not the electoral board, must decide this. First Republican judge in the nation to is, issue such a finding. So you said that's another important development on the Trump disqualification front. Yeah. Now, that retired uh, Republican judge who concluded, as a matter of fact, Donald Trump engaged in insurrection, just like the main secretary of state concluded, just like the courts of uh, Colorado concluded. He also said, but... The mechanism here in Illinois probably doesn't allow us to keep him off the ballot just based on my decision. But, you know, person after person who looks at the evidence has said, of course, Donald Trump engaged in, incited and gave aid and comfort to an insurrection. And I don't know how the Supreme Court would be comfortable finding a way to say, yes, even though he clearly engaged in insurrection, we're going to ignore the 14th Amendment and let him run for president again. Yeah. So you also, uh, as you say every week, you say our, our institutions of government have decided to sacrifice everyone's safety, witnesses, judges, court staff, prosecutors, their families and jurors to Trump's dangerous behavior rather than holding Trump accountable as the law provides by detaining him pending trial. The latest story, of course, we heard is Fonnie Willis having to have a body double in body armor dresses her and leave the courtroom by a different, you know, 
entrance. Um, I was happy to see she said she has no intention of stepping aside in the uh, in the uh, Georgia case. She is concerned her departure could effectively end the case. It's there. It's being reported she still doesn't have a scheduled trial date, and she's aware that changing prosecutors could delay the proceeding at the very least or end it altogether. There's a February 15th hearing on this. I mean, this is another one. We have it on tape, right? I mean, it just this is what's so frustrating on the justice front, right? You have a Judge Cannon in a slam dunk documents case, and then all this effery going on with Fonnie Willis. What, what is your uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, I, I don't think she should step aside. There's no reason to. I think she's a justice warrior. I think she will continue to soldier forward on the case. But you're right. Every case is so strong. Once any of these cases, you know, make their way into court, he will be convicted so fast it will make his head spin, just like he has lost every single civil case, yeah. right? He, once he's in court, Steph, he can't hide behind the lies and he can't run from the evidence. And he's held accountable in court after court after court. But the institutions of government are not strong. And it made my head explode when I saw Judge Kaplan tell the jurors in the second E. Jean Carroll defamation case, listen, listen. Don't tell anybody yeah. you were on this jury. Don't tell yeah. anybody you performed this incredibly important civic duty. You have to hide it from everybody because, you know, Donald Trump might endanger your lives. I understand Judge yeah. Kaplan was trying to protect the jurors, but this is a system turned on its head. When everybody else has to adjust their behavior instead of addressing the source mm -hmm. of the danger yeah. and sticking his butt in pretrial detention yeah. where he belongs, neutralize the threat the way the law allows. That's what we should be doing yeah. to Donald Trump. This is a system turned on its head. Yeah. And every delay is, is you know, like you said that the, uh, this development is unwelcome as it is surprising, the whole immunity, you know, ruling. Uh, you said the Washington D.C. federal court no longer lists USA versus Trump uh, on the calendar for March 4th. Yeah. So we're still racing the clock before the election, right? And we're losing the race. We haven't lost it yet. I still believe one of the criminal prosecutions will um, will play out before the November election. And it needs to because, you know, we need to know whether Trump supporters need to know whether they're voting for a convicted felon yeah. or a fully exonerated yeah. man. And we all know the answer to that question. We, we just need yeah. a jury to tell us yeah, that. Yeah, the, the, the reporting is Trump is bracing to be the first convicted felon to run president right. in history. I'm like, the, the question is, are we? Are we okay with as a country? Yeah. Um, quickly, um, the new conspiracy theory is Alita Haba is a deep, deep state plant. Uh, and I assume you were behind that. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. You know, it, it was okay unsurprising when you saw Donald Trump post, I'm looking for new appellate lawyers <laughs> so after surprising. Elena Haba. <laughs> Listen, Joey, Joey, forget about it. Takapina looks like a genius now because he only lost $5 million for Trump. <laughs> Elena Haba lost $83 million <laughs> Hold my beer. for Trump. You know what? I'd be looking for a new lawyer, too. <laughs> All right. Love you, Glenn. Thanks, Glenn. See you next week. <laughs> love you, Steph. See you, guys. The 21st century is a very dangerous century. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. Seven minutes after the hour, Sue in Rockville. Hello, Sue. How do you do? Hello, Sue. Hello, Sue. Sue. Hello, Sue. Sue. Is it me? Uh, Yasha in Oregon. Hello, Yasha. Good morning. Good morning. 
I love your show, Miss Stephanie. Oh, thank you. Um, so my comment this morning was um, regarding the the controversy with President Biden. Uh, I don't know what people expect uh, our president to go to another country and dictate to that country what uh, they, uh, what their policy should be or must be. Um, we carry on rant and rave about Donald J. Trump convicted rep rapist. There you go. Good point. That sounds like Queen Bee, but maybe Kinda she's does. impersonating her. Okay. John Fugel singing Brangela coming up. It's the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm a right song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Because I've still got a lot of fight left in me. Recently in GOP land, they realized that their election strategy of bitching about how bad the economy was was being undermined by how not bad the economy was and they needed to pivot is that xenophobia's music i hear that's right you know you know what time it is it's time to head down there to the border dress up like a cowboy start throwing up razor wire and calling the most desperate people on earth terrorists y'all know Borders get wild. Texas is refusing to yield to the government's authority down there texas says our federal government ain't got no right to tell a state what to do liberal redneck hooray oh Speaking of which, this just in, U.S. economy added 353,000 jobs in January. Unemployment rate uh, clocked in at uh, 3.7%. The jobs report far exceeded the gain of 185,000 jobs and 3.8% unemployment rate expected by economists. Uh, even Larry Kudlow is oh, yeah, everybody's I think, freaking stop out. drinking. He doesn't know yeah, what to do now. He's so confused. It's just uh, Bidenomics is working. Yikes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anita in San Antonio. Hello, Anita. Anita. Hello. Mm. Hello. I can never tell if it's me. Tanya in Ohio. Hi, Tanya. Hi, Stephanie. How Hi. are you doing? I'm Good. sorry. I have COVID, so I'm, I'm oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's because uh, you know what? Shots make it better. Yep. Listen, <laughs> Nikki Haley sucks. <laughs> I watch, Agreed. She sucks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I watch her own breakfast club, but what I want to do is choke Charlemagne the God. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she just I, said that it's okay I, for I, states I, to secede. What kind of bull yeah. is that? Yeah, and then not only that, when when the vice president was on his show, he grilled her, grilled her. He grilled Kamala like she was on uh, the witness stand. He said nothing to Nikki Haley. Yeah. Nothing. Who basically he said, we she, can't have a president question. Kamala Harris because we already had President right. Obama. We can't have another one. No. What? Right. <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. And then she's saying that our president is going to die. She's yeah. wishing death. Yes. But, but also, her yeah. saying Obama caused divisiveness. Obama, I'm sorry, oh because racists didn't like a black president. That's his fault. And so he, he was the yeah. He didn't say nothing. And they're giving him everything. And I love Joy Reid, but she's giving him too much play. He needs to be choked. Oh, I'm well, sorry. We Rota, don't think Stephanie Rota, Miller's Rota, show is Rota. not for the choking of Charlemagne. No. <laughs> okay. However, we're a peaceful sword here. It's hard to nail Charlemagne the God down. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't know where he stands on things. Yeah. 
But I just to get get Nikki Haley to get away with right. oh Barack Obama was so divisive we can't that's why oh it would be horrible to have a Kamala Harris presidency what. Right. She said Wednesday, Texas and other states have the right to secede from the union if they decide they don't want to be part of America anymore. Oh, okay. Didn't we have a... We did that. War over that. Well, okay, yeah. Was the governor of what, the right. first state that did she secede. Said, Here we go, the code, they always say. I believe in states' rights. I believe that everyone should be yeah. as close to the people to decide. If Texas decide they want to do that, they can do that. Well, bye, Texas. Yeah, bye-bye. See ya. I mean... No Republican will ever get elected again. And uh, bye-bye. Good luck with your Medicaid and Medicare and Social Security. Mm-hmm. I guess... Technically, states can secede, but she's awful. I know she is awful. Um, Dean Obadala, our buddy, our pal, Uh said uh, Trump's awful fundraising number last quarter was lower than the three months before. It shows us that MAGA is fading, but they will become more desperate as a result. Trump will lose in 2024. He will be convicted and he will spend the final days of his life in prison. But between then and now, expect MAGA to engage in terrorism. Yep. Um, Yes, it is. It is a concern. Oh, by the way, uh, Blue tweets, Dear Media, you can definitely call it a cult when they start cutting off their parents' heads. Yeah. Okay. Like this right-wing MAGA wacko guy did. And we'll talk to my best friend, brilliant psychologist, Dr. Wanda. She will be in with us on uh, just to talk about our, you know, national nervous breakdown or whatever you want to call it. And, oh, and she knows Glenn Kirshner did not come clean that he's behind uh, planting Alina Haba, that Bless forcing you. Donald Trump to hire Alina Haba. Bless you. You're welcome. What? Bless you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's, I thought, you know what? I thought I saw that, you know, a lot of times you see things like bubbling before you. I was like, did they really? Did someone really? Yeah. And I'm like, yep, mm-hmm. of course. Because there's no conspiracy theory too dumb these days. Alina Haba. Bless, Bless you. you. Boasted she could fake being smart before uh, <laughs> getting Trump a 83.3 million defamation penalty. Um, the Alina Haba was a deep state plant to destroy Donald Trump theory has entered the building. <laughs> Someone tweeted. Uh, uh, one, oh, one ultra, oh, ultra MAGA tweets. I don't trust Alina Haba. I believe she's a deep state plant. I love it. Uh, it, com- uh, they, it comes as uh, Trump is said he's searching for new attorneys. It also comes as Haba faces the threat of sanctions because. She's bad. She's yeah. dumb. Okay. Um. Someone tweeted, I wonder who forced uh, Trump to hire Alina Haba. For the guy who's going to save us from the deep state, he sure gets fooled by the deep state a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I could read this all day. People, Stephanie. Yeah. Alina Haba is a deep state plant, writes another. Lewis, somebody. Uh, oh, someone wrote, someone tweeted electri- directly to Alina Haba, you are a deep state plant, you clown. Okay. Oh. Alrighty then. Wow. Did they write out clown or did we they We are really, if it's t- deep state, we are really good at planting horribly incompetent people. Mm-hmm. Or maybe Trump's just super bad at hiring. Oh. What do you think? He only hires the best people, Stephanie. Yes, all the best people. All the best people. I don't know about y'all, but I need a love letter today. Okay. This one's cute. Linda, immaturity runs in my family. (laughs) Feet run in my family. (laughs) See what I did there? Okay, hey, Mama. Don't you look at me like that. Longtime podcast listener. Finally made it official. Bought the podcast for a year in advance. Gling. Oh, thank you. Oh, horrific. And I'm also a Patreon donor. Yay! Oh, Linda, thank you. Love your show. Love that you and the MOOCs uh, make the news funny. Dormative. We need to laugh now more than ever. I love that you've created a community for smart, informed, highly immature listeners. I've listened to your show long enough to remember the Obama years and Orly Tates. You guys called her, uh, nicknamed her Oily Taint. Yes, we did. So much that my six-year-old at the time, nephew, asked his mom what an Oily Taint was. Well, I've, I believe the kids are the future. Yeah. <laughs> Not my bad parenting, not my fault. 
Wasn't it uh, Melissa Etheridge that said yes, she drove to... Yes, she dropped her kids off first and then turned on my show, which yeah. just tells me that gays are better parents than uh-huh. straights, because a lot of... Okay. <laughs> Uh, I've also listened long enough to hear you uh, be mocked for your dance moves. My favorite was a listener who said your dancing was like watching Martin Balsam falling down the staircase in Psycho. Yeah, well, there's that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. I come from a family that's full of immature toilet humor people too. Um, she's in her mom's in her 70s now and uh, is still completely immature. As she ages, she has started having some gastrointestinal distress issues. When she has eruptions at home, she apologizes and then says, "Eh, I'm home," or the Queen does it too sometimes. <laughs> My mom also told a spam caller they had the wrong number and they need to speak to Mr. Bendover from Intercourse, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I also got her some Nareva vitamins for her memory and a couple days after I gave them to her, she asked me what they were for. That's funny. <laughs> she asked me if the tapioca guy representing Trump and it's taco penis. Okay. Please get it right, mom. Uh, representing Trump in his case with the New York AG, I had to explain it was not, uh, it was taco pina, not tapioca. She said, who cares as long as he's convicted. In short, it's so important to find the humor in everything and with each other. That's why I love what I love about your show. You know what's important, but you're not so serious to uh, understand the absurdity of the strange times we're living through. Keep doing what you're doing. Fart jokes are just as important as covering Donald Trump. We can do both. We can do both. We often do. It is, and if you've listened to Noel Castle on our show, he's had a full poopy diaper since, yep. you know, from drug abuse since the Apprentice days, yep. allegedly. So, you know what, fart humor essential when covering Donald Trump. Okay, Black Pardon me. Black Knight tweets, uh, the truth about the state of the 2024 election, Trump spent $50 million of campaign donations on legal fees in 2023. Man, the grift really feels like it's running dry, yeah. man. Uh, his campaign is now spending more money than it's raising. The RNC has $8 million in cash on hand. They should have gone woke. The longer Nikki Haley stays in the right race, the more money Trump and the RNC burn, and the weaker Trump becomes. Trump org could be up in smoke before the primary is over. Trump could be removed from the ballot in a number of states. Uh, Biden has over $100 million in the bank, a record number going into an election year with no competition in the primary. Biden's now beating Trump 50-44 in the latest poll as Trump is facing trial after trial, and Biden's economy is booming. All we have to do is keep pushing the truth and turn out to vote. Thank you, Black Knight. Mm. Oh, by the way, our legal lad, Dino Badala, with a good point. I just we hadn't mentioned the Cory Bush thing yet. Yeah. But he said, uh, per latest campaign filing, Trump's campaign spent $97,000 at Trump's Mar-a-Lago resort. When Democratic Representative Cory Bush spent thousands for security from threats, DOJ's investigating. Why isn't DOJ investigating Trump for profiting off campaign contributions? Come on, DOJ, no double standard. Not to mention all the insurrectionists like yeah. Jim Jordan in Congress that remain, right? I don't know, unindicted, un-whatever. Oh, although, hang on, hold please. There's some good news on that front, Chris. Okay. Hold, please. I'll find it. Oh, geez. Maybe I won't. Uh Oh, Oh, who said of the Matt Gates investigation? I want to be clear. We're not talking about the woman who was still 17 when she allegedly had a sexual encounter with the congressman. We reported last week that individual has been contacted by the committee. Now we're talking about a different woman. I did a prep fall on purpose. Who said that? Squidly Diddly. No. Uh, I believe that was uh, Paula Reed on uh, CNN. Oh. No. A different, my goodness. Ruthlessly absurd. <laughs> Speaking of uh, cookies and cookiness, 
Dr. Brown tweets, Walt Nauta, the loyal quote-unquote valet in Trump's Mar-a-Lago documents case, was hired by Trump after the U.S. Navy removed him from a White House position as a result of multiple sexual misconduct allegations. Trump always hires people with dirt so he can mob boss them into doing his crimes. Mm -hmm. I mean, oh my God. Does he know anyone that has not committed sexual crimes? I don't think so. No? No. Thank you. All right. Yeah, this just... Yeah, this just makes me happy. As we just mentioned, the RNC (laughs) has had its worst fundraising year because he's sucking up all the money. (laughs) Uh, Since 2013, in absolute dollars, and the worst since 1993 in in inflation-adjusted figures, um, just the $8 million on hand. Uh, Simon Rosenberg says the GOP is a raging dumpster fire right now. Yes, I am here for it. Um. Our new best friend, Rachel Bittacoffer, uh, with She's a good awesome. point. I didn't. I had so much to get to with Glenn. I couldn't get to everything. But she said, like, crabs boiling in a pot were so acclimated to the GOP's rabbit hole that Justice Thomas is going to decide whether his own wife aided and abetted insurrection. And the media is just like, oh, well. I, yeah. Uh, Rude Pundit says, Biden is right. Rapist Donald Trump is a sick Anna hole. Uh, these should be on uh, some dark Brandon posters. I know. Uh-huh. I agree. <laughs> Thank you. Chris, one more chance to right, redeem yourself. Who said, I need to be on the right side of history? Yaki Doodle. No, that would be Taylor Swift, who is now on the right side of history. By the way, someone pointed out uh, on Twitter, if you haven't listened to Swift's uh, heartfelt uh, outcry in this video, the documentary they're talking about, please check it out. Taylor Swift has for years navigated a career trajectory that features all the hallmarks of organic celebrity ascension. Her personal values have been stable for as long and uh, for as long and congruent with the left. This is not some big shock. She's right. she's campaigned against Marsha Blackburn in the past and mm-hmm. said she wishes she had done more, uh, you know, to speak out against Donald Trump in, in 2016. So, you know, God bless her. Oh, we were saying we love the video of uh, um, the, the Niners coming out to shake it off. Yeah, they just should do that. They should do that. They, they, really they should, should go. It would be so funny. <laughs> they should enter the stadium. They really should. <laughs> uh, for, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. Mm. You know who's not going to be able to shake it off? Rudy Giuliani. I forgot. Glenn tweeted, Rudy Giuliani files for bankruptcy, says Donald Trump has stiffed him on legal fees. Oh, so boy. that means Trump. Stephanie Miller. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Go ahead. Play, 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 play. Shake it off. Oh my God, real quick before we break, Lincoln Project did a great great thing on the stupid meltdown over Taylor Swift. Maybe she just bought into all the lies about conservatives and Republicans that they're racist and sexist and homophobic and xenophobic and transphobic and Islamophobic. That Republicans and conservatives want dirty air and water and a total ban on all abortion with no exceptions. It is so scary. There was a recent poll. One fifth of Taylor Swift fans said they would back whichever candidate that she endorsed. 18% of voters are more likely to back a Taylor Swift endorsed candidate. A single post of hers led to 35,000 new registrants. That's arguably more power than the president. Biden effectively has Taylor Swift as his VP. Taylor Swift's cat is valued, one of them is valued at $97 million because of its Instagram impact. Her cat? Her cat. Brain dead, low information voters. Of course, I'm talking about Swifties. We don't have a Taylor Swift on our side, but you know who we have? We have Kid Rock, we have Ted Nugent, <laughs> we have influencers, right? We have all these people 
John Boyd. What world are we John living Boyd. in? Sure seems planned. Nothing but a psyop. The Pentagon psyop unit pitched NATO on turning Taylor Swift into an asset. Taylor Swift, of course, also a psyop for the NFL wives out there. Don't believe everything Taylor Swift says. We're all begging you. But it would be the single dumbest thing oh, a mega superstar could ever do. Don't get involved. Don't get involved in politics. We don't want to see you there. And, uh... Let's say that I like Taylor's music about 25% less now, okay? Oh, okay. no. Okay. Oh, my God. That's going to... Wow, and she's gonna a real billionaire. That's going to hurt her. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, right-wing whack Jack Brasobiak uh, suggested a swing state concert with Kid Rock and Ted Nugent. That'll do oh, that'll, it. Oh, that'll yeah. do it. Yeah, that'll do it. They're relevant. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah, also have uh, Sean Hannity lecture her some more about how dumb she is. <laughs> Maybe she doesn't really understand the issues or Joe Biden's record. Have him be a little more patricending. Because mm-hmm. maybe you could lose 100% of the women's vote. Scott Bayo could open at that concert and sing Chachi's Greatest Hits. Oh, you could, you're so fantastic. correct. Joni and Chachi's Greatest liberal. Well, no, she's no longer with us. Right. Liberal helpers. Yeah. That's what we are. Stephanie Miller. She's a drag, a well-known drag. We turn the sound down on her and say rude things. Yeah. Stephanie Miller. Yes. Stephanie Miller. I want John Fugelstein. He's next. Yep. Oh, I knew this would be a Steph head. Uh, Paul says, hey, Steph, if you want to know the person who chalked in front of the Trump building, it's my friend Karen. She's happily married, though. Sorry. Aw. <laughs> she said 83.3 million. Uh-huh. Ha, 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 Yeah. Keep talking, loser. That was fantastic. Aw. Okay. Uh yeah, I was. Re- we were talking this whole ridiculous Taylor Swift thing, and there was a great piece actually in USA Today just that made some good points. A young self-made billionaire, she travels the world, draws millions to her one-woman concerts, concerts at football stadiums, single-handedly boosts the economic fortunes of the cities where she plays. Uh-huh. She's already showed she can motivate potential voters. Her fan base tends to be younger and more liberal than the U.S. as a whole. Plus, she's been critical of Donald Trump. Um, and I was talking about like Sean Hanny, Hannity being patricending to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Amy Vanderpool tweeted, having the nerve to warn a younger woman who is much more rich and powerful than yeah. you are that she needs to think twice about making a personal endorsement of Biden is peak 2016 yep. white male privilege. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah, and we were they were also mentioning the documentary where Swift declared uh, in 2020 to Trump, we will vote you out and endorse Biden. So... Um, Swift's critics has suggested she has Pentagon backing because there's no way she could be, she could be successful oh on her God. own. Oh, uh, God. Um, yeah, uh, so, uh, one so person said they suspect Republican attacks on her signal that she, they, they're concerned she can influence more than just white liberal women. This is a country that was built for white straight men, and Taylor Swift as a presence directly threatens that. She's a uniting force, and that's part of what terrifies them, whether they want to admit it or not. That's exactly. exactly. 29 minutes after the hour, speaking of forces for good, John Fugel saying next. Now, just to lay some ground rules, if you could, for the speech tonight, if everyone could, Please keep their hands above the table. And I know it's date night from some of you, but no inappropriate touching. That includes you, Lauren Boebert. 
No vaping either. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, Republican on Republican violence. That was uh, yes. Representative, uh, what's her, Lisa, Lisa McLean yeah. at the Washington Press Club. Oh, gosh. Uh, everyone loves a good Handy J joke. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Chris. Uh, yes. This, the hint is I've already done this and told you who it was earlier. Okay, let's do this. It's the new anthem of the Sexy Liberal Tour. I who can do said, this. it's much harder to be liberal than conservative. Why? Because it's easier to give someone the finger than a helping hand. Godzuki. No, that was Mike Royko and our only show on sale right now is Chicago. Mike Royko from the Chicago. Okay. Sexy I hear we're, we're going to have some more uh, shows on sale That's soon. That's what I hear. Mm-hmm. Maybe someone else knows something. Diggle sang, diggle sang, a sang. Diggle sang, diggle sang. He's so fine. Diggle sang, diggle sang, a sang. She were mine. Diggle sang, diggle sang, a sang. Oh, he is mine on Fridays. Mm-hmm. Hello. Hi, John. Hi. Oh, hello from the New York Bureau, kids. Can we can we please just not be mean to Lauren Boebert? Can we all just enjoy her last year in Congress together, people? Can we enjoy it? Look at all she's done. She's given out so many jobs to so many people. Do you know people have tweeted the picture of me with my hand on Hal Sparks' penis? And I am just doing a public service on stage demonstrating a Boeberting, uh, you know, a good Boeberting. And, uh, you know. You had, you had the good taste to have better lighting than she did for the same action in a the theater. So well done. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you. That's okay. Uh, Look, you gotta, you got to get through Beetlejuice the musical any way you can. I don't judge her. <laughs> Oh, Lord. John, where do we start today? Can I first of all just say, uh, we've already talked about it. I've already cried. Uh, but, you know, our SiriusXM family here is taking a huge body blow with the passing of Joe Madison, um, which yeah. I, I just was saying he just one of democracy's great warriors, just a titan, you know, and, and um, just when we need him most in this, you know, he just, I, as I keep saying, like he walked the talk, like he, oh my God, did the hunger strike for voting rights. And I just beseech everyone please for joe madison do everything you can to save our democracy this year um i know you yeah yeah you know one of the great things about working at sirius xm was getting to have joe madison as a co-worker and all the times he came on my show and all the times i got to appear on his show on sirius xm urban view you know we're only one channel apart urban view in progress so we're we're already neighbors and i mean joe was um a legend he told incredible stories about the indignities of growing up under segregation. He, he, he was someone who went on a hunger strike with Dick Gregory in the 90s and 25 years later went on a hunger strike for voting rights in this country, announcing it on Sirius XM. Joe is in the Guinness Book of World Records for the longest radio broadcast in history. Yep. I think it was 55 hours. I was on for hour 34. And he was someone who always spoke truth to power, who always looked out for the marginalized, whether it was African-Americans, immigrants, transgender people. He was always fighting for the people that other people were trying to dump on. Joe said, eternal vigilance is the price of liberty. Only a well-informed public stays free for very long. And honestly, he was just someone who made me a better American a better broadcaster and a better man and i love him very much our airwaves and our country is diminished without him yeah, yeah. I, and lo- I just love was him. saying john that i i have he and his wife i just have never met nicer people in this business i've yeah. never met someone more supportive of other talent he, you know he was so yeah. supportive of me and this show and of you and frangela i love frangela yeah. so much you know it just uh he he was such a he had I, just I, he had the most giving generous heart about other people and other talent but anyway yeah he did 
He really did. He, I mean, look, he brought me on Urban View, and I'm 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 so white albinos call me honky. Yeah, you're <laughs> you're nearly you're nearly translucent. Yeah. I can. Yeah. No, we, we, yeah. I listen. I know. I I always told Santa all I want is pigment, and and Joe was you know, <laughs> Joe reminded me that sometimes God gives the whitest guys the most ethnic names. <laughs> and, uh, oh, and you Lord. know, he's just a great broadcaster. Last night on our Series XM show, I just played clips of Joe handling racist trolls and at one point he had someone say oh you're just the n-word eagle and joe was like i'm not going to get mad at you i'm not going to get mad at you at all you've just revealed exactly what you are and you you're you're my new promo you, yeah. you calling me that is our new promo for this show thank you yeah and i have never seen someone handle a racist troll better than joe madison yeah yeah like as we always say like you know joe's gonna go really you think that's the first time i've heard that is that all you got right <laughs> you know? yeah uh, yeah, yeah. Um, by the way, you uh, tweeted, uh, blah, blah, blah. yeah, uh, oh, you were re- re- tweet responding to someone. Everyone knows Donald Trump did more for black people than most, but did you know Ronald Reagan made Clarence Thomas chairman of the EOC? And you said Ronald Reagan is on tape with Nixon calling the African UN delegation monkeys. He openly yeah. opposed an MLK holiday, was forced to sign it by a veto proof majority. He refused yeah. to oppose South African apartheid and made a literal, literal segregationist chief justice of SCOTUS. Uh, Trump was worse. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, John Fugel saying Slayer of White Ring Trolls. Thank you. <laughs> Listen, it's just it's it's only facts about Ronald Reagan. You know, he was a product of his times. Sure, he was probably as racist as my grandpa was, but the facts are the facts. He did not want to make MLK Day a holiday. He said it on the dais in front of Coretta Scott King. He would have preferred Thomas Jefferson. He he had a Congress that, you know, would override any veto. He was forced to do it. He made a segregationist chief justice of the damn Supreme Court. And anyone can listen to the Nixon tapes and hear him talking about those Africans and how they don't even know how to wear shoes. I mean, yeah. this is the guy that is the object of all their bedtime fantasies. And the reality is, yeah, Donald Trump's a lot worse. But that's racism in the 21st century. It is the denial that racism exists. We yeah. talk about it all the time. Yeah. They're not mad at racism. They're mad at things that push back. They're mad at DEI. They're mad at Black Lives Matter. Yeah. They're mad at anything that is well, anti-racist. But always, they never get mad at the actual bigotry. You talked about, uh, you know, Nikki Haley saying uh, Obama caused, you know, divided us. And you're like, yeah, you made the racists really mad <laughs> being the first black president. Yeah, that, saying Obama <laughs> divided us by race is the polite way of saying Obama really upset our racists. Yes. And that's yes. all he did. I yep. mean... Um, okay. And again, it's it's still going. It's 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 still going on. I mean, Donald Trump is not running a very good campaign. It's going to get messy. Oh, yeah. um, I love when you speak Bible while we're waiting for uh, separation of church and hate. You got John Fugelsang's book. Yes. Uh, somebody tweeted, you provide the scripture you're referring to so we can dissect it. This is an easy one uh, to point out your pro-proof texting life-for-life life Judaism got a lot of things wrong. Jesus is for the death penalty. Oh, no. I run, okay, so you said Jesus overturns eye for eye, stops an execution, commands you to forgive 70 times 7, says the only, uh, only the sinless may execute, does not appear in the book of Exodus. No Trumper can name one actual Jesus teaching that conservatives fight for. Thank you. They can. I mean, they can. Ask your conservative loved ones, what actual Jesus teachings do you fight for? And you'll find out how little they've read the actual Bible. And, and you know, this is, this is the fake Christianity of our century. We just saw last week Alabama executed a guy with yeah, this poison yeah. 
that the American Veterinary Association said you shouldn't euthanize dogs with back in the year 2000. And they're wondering why people are running away from religion when Greg Abbott is welcoming the stranger by putting razor wire in the Rio Grande. It's yeah. like, yeah. you need to believe the Bible to call these frauds out because they're mean, awful people, and they use the Bible exclusively as camouflage. we got to tear it away. Yeah. You, uh, it's not anti-religion. Speaking Jesus of that one. call out right-wing hypocrites. Somebody, yes. I, what, Jody, how do you come for John Fugel's thing on Twitter? You, you don't. don't. You don't. Okay, you, someone tweeted, Biden wants to punish Texas for being a red state. Every Democrat dreams of turning Texas blue, and this is how they want to do it. They never dreamed Abbott would put them on buses and deliver them to so-called sanctuary cities. Martha's Vineyard, blah, blah, blah. You said Greg Abbott's a Christian who follows Christ's commandment to welcome the stranger uh, by using razor wire uh, through the Rio Grande to murder those trying to seek a better life. The GOP SCOTUS told him to stop. Our racists are getting dumber, folks, and meaner. I mean, and doubling, what was it Lauren Boebert said? Which was also kind of just dumb but she wanted also not just razor wire but spikes alligators uh-huh. and electric fence electric fence which would electrocute the alligators but let's not get into the whiz on it yeah. nuts and bolts yeah you know it's interesting how a national prayer breakfast in the capital doesn't really make us a christian nation does it that would require <laughs> caring for the poor welcoming the stranger and again jesus was against the death penalty so if someone is against abortion which jesus never mentioned but they're for the death penalty which jesus specifically opposed we don't ever have to take their claims of christianity seriously yeah. okay yeah all a joke well, you know conservative was... religious people conservative religious people working with authoritarian government is exactly what killed jesus yeah thank religious you conservatives and, and authoritarian government speaking of this whole dumbest of our tie lines about taylor swift we were saying yesterday like evangelical christians i think hate her because she's more like christ <laughs> than they will ever be i didn't know that the tens of millions of dollars she's you know raised and given to various yeah. causes i mean among other things i mean she really is just a beacon of sort of joy and light and positivity and of course that drives them insane he gave $50 million as a bonus to her tour staff. Donald Trump took $50 million from his donors to pay his legal fees, yeah. folks. It's yeah. pretty obvious. Taylor Swift is a case of women's be thinking too much. <laughs> and if she was coming out there saying, let's throw more women in jail for abortions, let's be meaner to migrants and trans children, these so-called Christians would put her on a pedestal and worship her. Yeah. They're all frauds. I'm thrilled they're declaring war against her. I hope they go even harder against her, Steph. And my fondest hope is what we fear in the Middle East will actually happen here, that the war on Taylor Swift will expand into a larger war where they go after Beyonce and the entire beehive. Please, you idiots. Please go after them. Is there, all is there not a two pop star solution? Is there not? <laughs> Thank you. My God. And over NF, they're mad about her showing up at NFL games. We finally reached the point where there's head injuries in football fans. Yeah. By the way, if Kanye West ever said one right thing, it was, I'm going to let you finish, because she's she finished. She finished yeah. that argument. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love you retweeted a reporter. Are you thinking of trying to use campaign funds, funds to pay some of the penalties? Trump, what penalties? And you said with denial like this, he never needs to have a good lawyer. Ah! Oh, so oh. That's why you're John Fiegel saying it, I'm not. Right. That's that's, a, yeah. Right. That sends you know, me into a Friday in a, the best way possible. I, I got a call the other day asking me to go on a cable news show. I won't say which, which won't say which channel, but they wanted me to go on to talk about Rachel Maddow 
and um, uh, E. Jean Carroll laughing over the 83 million verdict. And isn't this offensive? Isn't this the worst possible thing to do, to be laughing and smug over the verdict? And I said to the producer who called me, no, the worst thing possible is sexually assaulting a woman and then defaming her. Yeah. I think that's a bit worse. <laughs> yeah. I'm proud to be alive at a time when we're seeing people tell these mediocre men they can be replaced and where women aren't taking it. And this New York state law was a deeply moral thing that allows redress of grievances. Yeah. Well, they called back an hour later and said, yeah, we're killing the segment. And then I, I taped it. And that same show that night, they had on some other person just agreeing with the host how awful Maddow and Eugene Carroll were. <laughs> so it's like I, I was so proud to get myself X out of a show for saying it. But all of these MAGAs have got to donate more money to their billionaire to prove yeah. they're not suckers. You know, I Why was shocked. I... Money the bank? E. Jean Carroll wants to go shopping, MAGA. Give Trump a campaign donation. <laughs> I was shocked, weren't you, the latest poll show uh, Biden ahead with women by 22 points? For some reason, a, a, a convicted rapist that wants to take bodily autonomy away from millions of women. Not as popular. Right. As, but, ha, who knew? Oh, well. Oh. Yeah, listen, don't let any of these... I don't believe any of these polls showing Biden losing in six of seven swing states. It's all rubbish. I'll say it every week on your show to your deeply sexually attractive listeners. These are polls of people who answer landline phones. Yeah, They're polls of people who pick up their cells when they don't know who the caller is. It's not an adequate cross-section of America. Donald Trump as, sucks. That's and right. he's as, not more popular as, now than he was in 2020, people. As Joe Madison would say, what are you going to do about it? Vote, right vote, vote, is what he would say. Um, we and love do you. a sexy liberal tour, which will be announced very soon. We love you, John Fugelsang. See ya. See you next week. I'm on Stephanie Rule tonight, guys. And Yay. Bill Bradley is on my show on Sirius XM. Oh, very yeah, cool. Fantastic. And that's why he's the sexiest of all liberals. Yep. All right. We love you. Yeah. Thanks, John. <laughs> Stephanie Miller. Now, please, let's hold off on the cursing until happy hour. All right, Friday's with Frangela, everybody's favorite part of the... What's going on? Why? What's happening? <laughs> okay, <laughs> let's... let's uh, all right, uh, this more, I just have to... A little more on the, uh, what do you call it, Taylor Swift stupidity. So is Swift a front for covert political agenda? Primetime obviously has no evidence. If we did, we'd share it. But we're curious, because the pop star who endorsed asking. Biden is just urging millions of her followers to vote. A single post of hers led to 35,000 new registrants. Oh, That's eek. persuadable power. And this administration is locked dead set on harnessing that. Ooh, oh, no. no. Oh, God. Clutch the pearls. Yeah. This is just where we get to hear uh, James Carville Be call people. So Cajun. <laughs> it's now the other thing I saw before I came in here. They're claiming that she and uh, the Trump's buffonic attorney, or I know whatever her name is, <laughs> that she's also a deep state plant. I, I, must, you, you know, I, I don't know, but apparently this, this Kelsey is a really good football player, and apparently Miss Swift makes him a better one. <laughs> she has superpowers. That's she why does. they're so scared. Yes. Uh, James Carville, again. I think most of these people are sexually inadequate, <laughs> and they go for all this crazy stuff. And I don't think, and it's nothing strategic about something not stupid. It's, it's just real stupidity to, to believe something like that. And she seems to me, I don't, I'm not very familiar with her, her generation. She seems like a, a, a really nice person, kind of yes. well, well raised. Yes, yes. 
I just I, that was worth it just to hear sexually inadequate from sure. James Carville in a Cajun accent. Yeah. Okay, one last one. If all this stuff hadn't blown up yet, I don't know if their face is blown offable, but are, it's massively entertaining to watch people this stupid go public. I, 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 you know, I can't honestly, John, I can't get enough of it. I mean, I, come on, you can't be that dumb, can you? <laughs> oh no, yes, they can. Lucretia in Milwaukee. Hello, Lucretia. Hello. Uh oh, we're yeah, having the like we're yeah we're having the trouble with the thing. Yeah. Okay, uh, here's one thing uh, I didn't get to Glenn with, but the minute I feel you know great jobs report, <laughs> good poll, then I get like uh, people writing in free Palestine instead of. Um, Republicans uh, are challenging extended mail ballot deadlines in at least two states in a legal maneuver that could have widespread implications for mail-in voting ahead of this year's. They will do everything they can to Mm -hmm. prevent people from voting. Right. A lawsuit filed in Mississippi follows a similar one in North Dakota, both brought by heavily Republican states before conservative federal courts. Uh, voting rights groups concerned about the potential impact beyond these two states if judges, if a judge rules that deadlines for receiving mail ballots stretch past Election Day violate federal law. They say it's possible for such a decision, uh, decision could lead to a nationwide injunction, um, which so it's all, you know, like they were talking about the Mifeprestone mm-hmm. ruling. Yes. So uh-huh. it just, it, it's all, uh, when I think of my friend Joe Madison and his yeah. hunger strike for voting rights, I, you, we have got to do whatever we can to vote, to get everyone you know to vote, yep. get them registered, get them ready. We have to, you know, overcome a lot of Republican hurry. Yep. All right, 58 minutes after the hour. Yeah, it's coming. Fridays with Frangela next. the Stephanie Miller Show. This is my fight song. Take back my life song. Prove I'm alright song. And I don't really care if nobody else believes. Cause I've still got a lot of fight left in me. That's well, recently, some of the Republican colleagues came into the office and said to leadership, hey, you know how we're always saying Biden and the Dems won't fix the border? Yeah, damn straight. Right, well, good news. We worked with Biden and the Dems to author a bill which would fix the border. Isn't that great? You did what? <laughs> what are you, stupid? Who is this guy? Why would you? You worked with the Dems? Dude, that's rule number one. You never work with the Dems. No, I know, I know, but I only <laughs> work with them to fix this problem that we have for the American people. Yeah, that part's even worse, man. Fix the problem. What are you, Antifa? We, we don't fix. <laughs> if we fix things, then we wouldn't have anything to bitch about. And then who would vote for us, huh? Use your head, man. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend, liberal redneck. All of this. That's how they responded. All right, but that's not all. At the same time that was happening, they also were filing articles of impeachment against Homeland Security Secretary Mayorkas for, you guessed it, not securing the border. So that means Republicans in Congress came in and with a straight face, they said, all right, two things on the agenda today. Number one, we got to impeach Mayorkas for not securing the border. Number two, maybe more important, we got to make damn sure and kill that bill that would secure the border. <laughs> all right, one last one. 
And why are they doing this? You know, because Daddy Donnie said so. That's right. Trump came down and said, don't you dare fix the border. I need that for the election. These people are telling you the truth about themselves, which is they need things to be bad in this country. Mm -hmm. When things are bad for us, that's good for them. They succeed when America fails. And considering that, what else is there to say? Love y'all. We love you, Rebel Redneck. Chris, yes. this is the third time I've done this quote today, which will be the new anthem for the Sexy Liberal okay. Tour. Okay. Who said it's much harder to be a liberal than a conservative? Why? It's much easier to give someone the finger than a helping hand. Who said that? James Carville? No. no. Mike Royko, oh. Chicago columnist. The first show on sale is Chicago, sexyliberal.com in August for the DNC. Oh, my God. How many times? Hi, Frangela. Hi. It's a long slog to get to you every week. Hello. I can't with these Republicans, Stephanie. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Can we take a moment to say we've been talking about it all morning, but uh, Joe Madison loved you guys so much. I don't know how many times he told me I never, ever miss a second of Frangela on your show on Fridays and and your podcasts. He was... uh, uh, not, not just an amazing democracy warrior, but just supporter of other talent, and he loved you guys so much. So, absolutely heartbroken, broken. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just uh, yesterday we were we were working and talking about it, and it just you know it's just it weighs so heavily, and you know he's just was such an amazing talent. Yeah, and to lose him is you know it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah the I mean, only other person we know like that is is you. Oh. You're yeah. the only other person in Hollywood besides Joe Essen that has that I've ever encountered that we've ever encountered that really is supportive of other talent in in a major real way. Like yeah. I don't want to name names like Chelsea Handler, but there are other people <laughs> who don't <laughs> do the same thing <laughs> as you and Joe. Okay, and well. <laughs> All that happened, but anyway, <laughs> um, she didn't name anybody. Yeah, no, and I, just, I, I would never name a name like Chelsea Handler. <laughs> I would never do that. Joe would be laughing really hard at this. Okay, um, <laughs> no, and just I, but but honestly, the fact that like we're in like literally what could be the last like year of our democracy to lose Joe is just a body blow. I mean, I was talking to how worried I was about him. He was doing his hunger strike for voting rights. You know, when I know he had battled cancer and he's he's already thin and you know. But he, he, I keep saying, Frangel, if any if anyone ever walked the talk, it was Joe Madison. You know, and if you stay home or you don't vote or you vote, write something in, you know, damn you on behalf of Joe Madison, can I just say. Sorry. Yeah, I, I was, that was just I a, will smack I was, you myself. Sorry. I can't. <laughs>
No, I mean, I just, you know, I, I, you, by the way, you're wearing your Detroit t-shirt. We were talking about, I was like, this morning I was already a little raw about Joe. And, you know, they're doing interviews with Michigan voters, some of whom were saying, oh, I'm just going to write in free Palestine. And I understand this is a really emotional issue. It, it, but, I, it, you know, even the, the, I think, interviewers like, so, but you know that will elect Trump, right? I mean, somebody, hang on, what, hang on one sec. Someone just tweeted oh. at me. Hold, please. <clears throat> um, yeah, who is this? Oh, Lloyd said, we should be very clear that Biden and the Democrats want Palestinians to have their own state, a two-state solution. Trump is on the side of Netanyahu, who is, who is opposed to a Palestinian state. I mean, I cannot even begin to imagine how even more heartbreaking it would be for Palestinians for Trump to get back in. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel like what people are doing is... They're just, I, I have to believe that that's just some sort of bravado that you're going to write that in and that they're really not going to do something that stupid. I, I, I need to believe that because that that makes no sense for the Palestinians or for anyone. And how do you yeah. all blame Joe Biden for the Middle East? I, I mean. Yeah, that's what I keep saying. I, you know, I he just um, sanctions, obviously, the uh, Israeli settlers, which I'm glad he did. I mean, you know. Obviously, they've they've encouraged restra- restraint, you know, on Israel's side. But as one of the callers said, pre- Biden's not president of Israel. So I, I, I'm honestly, I, I literally, I've said this before. I called Dino Badala off air to, to you know, because he is Palestinian. And I really want to understand better. Like, you know, and so I think it, it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what your thoughts have been on it. I know you've talked, you've touched a little of it on your podcast, but. Yeah, I think that the reality is, it's we, there's not a lot you can do when you're not actually in the government of that country. And yeah. I think it's pretty incredible to have individuals get sanctioned by the U.S. government. Like that's that's not a small thing against the wishes of Netanyahu, against the wishes of the power group in that country. And I think that says a lot. But I also don't know that there's a simple answer. I do know we can't impose it. Yeah. Whatever the answer is, um, imposing it has never worked especially in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what? And also what would be really wonderful is if we could come to a peace agreement Yeah. for these people. That would be the most loving, wonderful thing that we could do in this world is to stop warring on people. And at this point, 27,000 people who have died, and most of them under the age of 30. Yeah. That we can stop warring on children. Yeah. Yeah. We were saying that, you know, I think you, we've talked about that, that a lot of the people on the Israeli side slaughtered on October 7th. And now these are the younger people, the peaceniks, the people that want peace. I mean, that's what's, they always play the price. And I, I, I you guys said the smartest thing. We talked about this before. Um, that you were talking about how the Israeli settlers and the Palestinians in some ways are just pawns in this horrible yes. geopolitical thing. And, you know, I, w- I was saying the UN, who a lot of people, th- you know, obviously think of as anti-Israel, I mean, even they aren't calling for a ceasefire. Like, they, they said the hostages need to be returned. They didn't call for a ceasefire. They did call for restraint. But if even they didn't, I ask again, what is Biden supposed to do exactly? Yes. And and thank you also for saying that just now. It's like this all started because people were taken as hostages. And for me, that is that is the front of my daily prayer. 
is that these hostages get released, you know, that that we keep them at the forefront of whatever's happening. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, I, it's again, we can do, you know, and again, I, this whole Ukraine thing, I don't understand why we can't go. We have to help innocent civilians that are being slaughtered in a terrorist attack there as well. I mean, the European Union just agreed to a, 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 a package for Ukraine. And meanwhile, the entire world is looking at us going, really? You're going to you're going to let put you're just going to give Ukraine to Putin and let him, you know, then move on and attack a NATO country. Right. Yeah, we got to look at how we fund stuff, because I know that's supposed to be Congress's job, but but they're not showing up to work. <laughs> the Republicans are not. Uh, they are like it's like if the cashiers at, my, at all the fast food places just decided not to participate yeah. and, and and we nothing can move, unfortunately, without them. And the Democrats are there trying to get like I thought that that. You know, the liberal redneck quote was great. The audio you played at the start of it. You know, it's like they literally say, this is what we want. You give it to them. We're never going to take it. It's Yeah, yeah, yeah. And meanwhile, over this whole border thing, Nikki Haley said like, oh, yeah, it should be fine for states to secede if they want to. That's fine. I'm like, wait, didn't we fight a war? Of... Although she must have skipped that part because she also said we've never been a racist country. So she must have skipped the whole us owning black people and then the Never mind the war thing. Yeah. <laughs> What's her real name? What's her name? Uh, Nimrata. Nimrata. Something like that. Yes. Nimrata. Look, she the, use your name, and yeah. then tell me. Yeah. Right. Then have a conversation. I want you to walk through all those s- southern states with your leading with your real name and your ethnicity, mm-hmm. and then come back. And tell me what I should be doing. Yeah. Well, and I said, because, you know, I like to trigger you early. I sent you the clip of Nikki Haley on Charlemagne the God saying, you know, Obama, you know, divided this country. And this is why a Kamala Harris presidency scares me because we can't have another one, meaning another one. Another black person. Thank right. you. Because right. there's been presidents <laughs> in between them. And a Democrat, too. Like, it was, the, that is the craziest Quote I've heard, they ask her why you're afraid of, why you think Kamala yeah. would be a bad president or yeah. why are you terrified? afraid of her being president. Yeah. Why are you terrified of that? And her first words out of her mouth are Obama, mm-hmm. which Thank she you. was not the vice president for Obama. She had, she wasn't in the Obama yeah. administration. She was in a co-equal branch of government. <laughs> and, and to <laughs> like blame Obama like, for the racist racism on their side. Oh, <laughs> right? it's like, I, no, I get it. I finally got it when I read about Suzanne Summers and why she supported Donald Trump. And she said the same thing. That That's one of their talking points. Frances listens to is She somehow stomachs this fox all the time. And she'll tell us that that's one of their talking points is that Obama really divided this country. What they're actually saying is yeah. I felt divided from this country yeah. because people stopped tolerating my racism. Yes. It really upset the racists that we have that's a black president. I mean, it's just yeah. it's as simple as that. And they keep trying to say Obama caused the divisiveness. I don't know about you guys. It wasn't that long ago. I was there. He ran on exactly the opposite. He ran on hope and change, and we got yes, some we gay can. friends in the red states, and we worship an awesome God in the blue states. But, uh, he ran on uniting. But he apparently, did not... that's divisive. God, yes. His, his melanin, his melanin was divisive. That's it. Sorry. Beergate yeah. pissed me off. He took a racist cop and brought him to hit, brought him with the person he put his racism against, and had beer. Remember that they made them. He had them yeah. sit down and beer talk. Summit. 
Yeah. Thank God there wasn't Bud Light then. Controversy then. That would have made the... I don't know. I know, Angela, you're going to have some thoughts on your Tay-Tay, as you call her. Because... Yeah. I love Tay-Tay. I love Tay-Tay. <laughs> Swifty, stand back and stand by, because this is apparently going to get ugly. <laughs> right. <laughs> all right, we're going to get Fragile's thoughts on all that. Stephanie Miller. You are a brainwashed far-left loon who will use any excuse to disparage those with whom you disagree. Stephanie Miller. Anita in San Antonio, you're on with Frangela. Hello, Anita. Good morning. Good morning, Frangela. Hi. Yeah, I don't understand what these people that are writing in ceasefire or free Palestine, what they think they're accomplishing by doing that, because they're just going to help Trump get elected. Yep. And if they really cared about the Palestinians, they would be doing everything they could to keep him out of office. Netanyahu wants Trump mm-hmm. because he knows that oh, God, Trump will let him do whatever he wants to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I just don't understand it. It seems very childish. Well, the other thing is, you know, how many, I'm not sure, uh, Frangela, how many months we are out, but this happens a lot. We hear this a lot, yeah. right? And then we, everybody freaks out and we're like, oh my God, young people, black people aren't going to vote for Biden, you know? And then it's just, I, I, as they always say, it's like a lifetime in politics from now until November. What do you think? Well, I know what's not going to happen between now and November. There's not enough time in the world to make Donald Trump a decent human being or a good candidate. So that's definitely not going to happen. I can tell you that right now. Or, by the way, can I just say I love the new Biden ad that they posted on Truth Social. <laughs> and they leaked that Biden said Trump is a sick Yeah. <laughs> and also a right. hole. <laughs> All right. Here's this. Hang on. Donald Trump is truly confused. Nikki Haley is in charge of security. We offered her 10,000 people. They don't want to talk about that. He didn't just get me confused. He mentioned it over and over and over again. He's not what he was in 2016. He has declined. That's a fact. I mean, we won last time. We won 50 states, right? This is not Donald Trump of 2016, guys. What? What is? If he's off the teleprompter, he can barely keep a a cogent thought. I mean, that's just fact. We are. (laughs) <laughs> I love the implication what did that they see? <laughs> I was just saying what they see in 2016 I was going to say right. he was a good thing in 2016 <laughs> okay <laughs> this is where I leave you but you know what I think like the good news is like that I think the longer Nikki Haley stays in the better for us she's beating him up yeah. too about his obvious cognitive decline right yeah. all day long let her hammer him in, right in the knees yeah he don't. doesn't like it one more here we go we are an institute and a powerful death penalty. We will put this on. I think he's declining. I stumbled and mumbled purposely. I do speak in long, complex sentences, but no. I have a lot of material in each sentence. You have voter ID to buy a loaf of bread. You have, you have ID to buy a loaf of bread. Have you noticed? He's a little confused these days. A person close to Trump actually says that he's rattled by Biden's efforts to get under his skin. <laughs> Um, plus, he apparently beat Obama. I think his yeah. race, his racism runs so deep that I don't know whether that's delusion or he just he wants to believe that he ran uh, against Obama and beat him. 
that, that's so crazy. I can't. You can't win things you didn't run in, boo. That's just not how that works. Here's the thing. What you are not understanding, Stephanie, is that when your mind is powerful enough to bend the wormhole of time, you can go back and okay. beat Obama. Okay. I stand corrected. 29 minutes after the hour, Fridays with Frangela. is having a strong opinion on something you know nothing about. I'm, I'm extremely disappointed in the very strange maneuvering by many on the right to, to, to torpedo uh, a potential border reform bill. If we have a bill that on net significantly decreases illegal immigration, and we sabotage that, that is, that is inconsistent with what we told our voters we would do. People will make up whatever reasons they, they want to. There's a number of them, I'm sure. But it would be a, a pretty unacceptable dereliction of, of your duty. Dan Crenshaw speaking some sense. I, I know. There are just so weird? few and far between yeah. Republicans. that and It was also, by the way, there was another buck. Ken Buck also said this right. is... Is that who you are what you like to do? Both. He's bucking his uh, okay. MAGA extremist lunatics in his party. But, um, you know, he was saying this, Frangela, this border... Th- impeaching Mayorkas, it's like the liberal redneck thing we played. It's so insane. It's a policy difference. It is not a high crime and misdemeanor. It's just, right. I mean... This is what we're going to see from now till the election, just pure politics. Until the election, this is what we're going to see to the end of days. As long as this party in this way exists, this is how they do business now. This is what politics means to them today. This is why it is really important to call it out over and over and over so that Republicans understand that when you vote for it, this is what you're voting for. You're voting to make sure that immigration never gets fixed, that the border will never be fixed. You're voting against child policy that will lift children out of poverty. You're voting against that. Yeah. You're voting against you vote against you're going to vote against every single thing that would be better for you and your life. Yeah. Another great jobs report today. They they can't say, you know, about the economy. So they're just like no. desperate. So um, they're ginning up racism because they can't run on a bad economy when there isn't a bad economy. Right. You know, this is going to shock you. I know Mike Johnson's alarming ties to slavery, defending Christian extremists. Alarming surprising not to us um there's a new report revealing ties between house speaker mike johnson and christian fundamentalists that believe uh, slavery is justified by the bible that is the actually least alarming headline i've read recently but uh yeah um yeah he has praised christian nationalist david barton and said his work has had profound influence on him barton best known for his widely debunked claims about uh american founder thomas jefferson being a theocratic Christian fundamentalist, uh, his website uh, espoused even more extreme views. Uh, they advocate for laws and legal interpretations premised on a fundamentalist interpretation of the Bible. <sighs> Barton's website once published an in-depth defense of biblical slavery because, of course, it did. <laughs> 
I mean, I, I we just talked to John. Look, go ahead. Do you expect Amy to do any work? Really? She is sitting home having babies. Who's gonna help her with them babies? They're delicate. White people are <laughs> delicate. Okay, they're very delicate. Yes. This I don't know because you basically black, but other white people are delicate. Okay. I don't know why y'all keep keep asking questions. No, plus slavery was such a good works program. Right. Really, we had a hundred percent employment of black people. Then. Yeah, yeah. Um, in a totally unrelated story, South Carolina moves to expel cross burning couple from the town as a public nuisance. I. Yeah, you would think at the very least uh, burning, continually burning crosses yeah, on your front lawn would that's be That's not uh, done every right. day? That That's news? Authorities what? Huh? are trying to expel two people accused of racial terror tactics from their home in Conway, South Carolina by having them declared a public nuisance. Uh, they went after their black neighbors next door, threatened and yelled racial slurs wow. while one of them posted a Facebook image of their house writing uh, with a cross on the lawn going to give my racist neighbors she's calling the black people the racist. Um, who don't live here, uh, you've been harassing me for three years, uh, give them a good scare for their health. A burning cross was erected near the house the next day. They alleged that to have harassed, assaulted, and threatened their neighbors and people in the public area. You know, um, how long would black people get away with this? This is for years? This has been going on? This thing. Um, terrorists. Yeah. These people terrorists. are terrorizing their neighbors. Those are hate crimes. Why aren't I, they in jail? This right. is what I was just going to say. South Carolina, one of the small handful of states to have no hate crime laws on the books. Mm-hmm. Home state of Nikki Haley. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean. States uh, rights, you know, Stephanie. Yeah. States and rights. States rights, as yeah. you know. Yeah, sure. Lucretia in Milwaukee. You're on with Frangela. Hello, Lucretia. Hi. Good morning, everybody. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Oh. God, I can stop clutching my pearls. Good morning, Frangela. <laughs> Good morning. So I just want to uh, give my condolences to the to the Madison family. I mean, my heart goes out to his wife Sherry and their yeah. children. I mean, he I mean he fought for democracy and took no shizzle from anyone who wanted to sit there and challenge him. So he will be greatly missed. Um, I just want to say, I just, I just love the idiocracy of the people in our beloved country. I mean, I love how Taylor Swift is making these buckets of ass sweat lose their mind and living in their, and living in their heads rent free, and them saying, "Oh, we have Kid Rock." That is not the flex that you think it is. <laughs> yes. Now, I wanted to give my moment, um, idiocracy, if I can, right quick. Yes. I was called a libtard this week. Oh no. Mm-hmm. So that's how you know they're um, Christian. Sadly, mm-hmm. I have. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so, sadly, I have friends who support the Crown Prince of Propecia, or a.k.a. the former guy. <laughs> and one of them posted about on Facebook about UPS having to lay off 12,000 employees, and I'm like, and followed by that Bidenomics. So I'm like, I don't care who the president, how is that their problem? But, of course, that was followed by some dildo replying saying, oh, but 46 is doing his job. How is that working for you, libtards? I'm like, ooh, buddy, I'm about to sit there and piss off a snowflake today. (laughs) (laughs) So I I replied to this douche nozzle with a Jeff Jeff or Jeff, however you say it, of Trump saying, and then the body educated. And that got that person going. I need to open my eyes. I'm a blind libtard because of prices and grocery stores Mm. and gases. I'm like, "Um, excuse me, sir. 
I paid two forty nine a gallon a few days ago, so I don't know where you're getting your gas from. But right. uh, in your lift hard comment, you know, you really stuck it to me. But long story short, um, and he comes and his this was his reply. You guys ready for this? Well, in November twenty twenty, the gas was two dollars. It's like you don't know. No one was going anywhere. Yes, there was because, no high demand. Yeah, for yes. gas because of his COVID so, response. Uh, and I'm yeah. sorry, right. wherever the hell you are paying. Five dollars a gallon of gas, which I'm not buying. But I said, "That's a you problem, not a e. That's not a me problem." And his only reply back to was, "Sure." So on that note, I'm glad I got to sit there and Thank piss you. him off. As far as I'm concerned, good for you. Good for he you. Can kiss. Nice, nice kiss. All right. You know what? It's always a tightrope gap with Lucretia. Well, yeah, She's very nervous. <laughs> with the yeah. dump button. She's a potty mouth, and we love. And we're like, no, don't. Okay. Um. Yeah. Hey, we were. John Fugelsang told a great story about it call her to joe madison these right wingers and called him the n-word eagle instead of the black eagle and joe's like i'm gonna use this as a promo <laughs> you know, angela's like you always say you gotta come at me with something better than that you know Dude, we are over 50 years old and black in america we have heard the n-word <laughs> a lot okay a lot Okay, that's what I really, as I've said to you before, Stephanie, could the racisms, could they get a little more inventive? Could they, could they stop being so lazy? Could they come up with some new slurs? Like, <laughs> we get that you love the one word, but right. maybe, yeah. Um, no, I know, it's an oldie and a goodie, I get it. But, like, you know, put some thought into your hate. Francis, you, uh, you know, have been talking about Congress not showing up, not working, not doing anything. I love that there's, I feel like we're in the era of consequences. I really do. I feel the era of karma, justice. Maybe I'm being too happy clappy, but Oregon. The Oregon Supreme Court said Thursday that 10 Republican state senators who staged a record-long walkout last year to stall bills on abortion, transgender health care, and gun rights cannot run for re-election. It upholds the Secretary of State's decision to disqualify them under a voter-approved measure aimed at stopping such boycotts. It lasted six weeks. They didn't show up for work, uh, the longest in state history, paralyzed the legislative session, stalling hundreds of bills. Um, they said, and one of the one the senators that was disqualified said, "We're deeply disturbed by the chilling impact this decision will have to crush dissent." This isn't dissent. Republicans are no, engaged in no. it is pure no. obstruction. Yes, That's right. It's taking hostages. It's the tyranny of a minority. If you had the majority, then you could vote for what you wanted to. And when you didn't, this is what you chose to do to try to make that happen. That is the tyranny. That is the thing that they're stopping. Yeah. Um. By the way, speaking of justice coming, I, it's uh, Alan Weisselberg. Bad day. Trump's going to go through some things. Justice is circling the nipple. Yes, it really is. I don't know <laughs> if it's coming. <laughs> That's the best. I have to write that down. Um... <laughs> He's just referring to my personal preferences. Yes. Okay. She, yeah, that, yeah. We, we know a little. Spanky. Yeah, we okay. know a little too much about well, Stephanie. We don't, we don't love that. That's, you know, <laughs> that's prime time moves. That's generally approved, I think. I think um, that's generally approved. Here's my point. Uh, so he's going to, Alan Weisselberg is going to plead uh, guilty to perjury. You know, Tristan Snell and others are saying this could move this to a criminal case if he finally, you know, and obviously it could be holding up this judgment from Judge Ngoran. But I, I love that, was it uh, Ellie Honing was saying, mm-hmm. uh, he was blown away by this stunning clause in Weisselberg's deal barring him from cooperating with law enforcement. He said, I've never heard of such a thing, except in the mob, <laughs> Right. Um, he said, uh, let's see, where did he say? He said, um, this is stunning to me. I've never heard of such a thing. I don't think it's in, that's enforceable to say you won't cooperate with law enforcement. That's a shocking detail to put into a severance agreement. Not if you've been a lifetime crook. 
and mobster really like Donald Trump, right? Absolutely. I find it amazing that we're even like, this is every time, every time we talk about it, I do have this moment of, and this is all about a former president. Yeah. This isn't a mob boss, allegedly. This isn't a, you know, like, this is somebody who is currently the front runner for the Republican Party. Yeah. That they are trying to, that they literally tried to stop the primary for so that he doesn't have to work any harder. Yeah. Yeah. Um, can I just say there's one thing that will distract from their Taylor Swift hatred for a moment? Okay. Will Ferrell. Uh, <laughs> Well, is going to do a documentary about a road trip with his trans friend that Netflix has bought. Will and I love this. Will and Harper, a heartfelt, heartbreaking documentary about Will Ferrell's cross-country trip with his best friend, Harper Steele, who recently came out as transgender soul to Netflix after uh, it it was at Sundance. Mm -hmm. I thought, like, and we love Will Ferrell ever since he told you that he... That he listens to the show. Yeah, he, loves, I, he loves how you handle right-wing callers. I, I, yeah, I was randomly at the gym one day. He walks up to me and said, I love how you handled that call this morning. And I'm like, how do you know who yeah, I am? You, but you're Will Ferrell. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> and also, Frangela, because I'm not as good as you are from your you know, ground or your second city training at improv. I was the guest once at the Groundlings, and I actually uh, shoved my tongue in his mouth. You know, you're supposed to just do it as a joke. And I was really nervous. Oh, and we were, I did a, we were doing a scene, and I, I uh, yeah. So, and he's apparently forgiven me for sexually <laughs> assaulting <laughs> but i just you it know it was with love <laughs> i just but i just love that whole i can't wait to see it first of all but i just yeah. you know I, I i was just saying that i I, th- I keep saying it over and over but i just love trump's hate you know that t-shirt we all have i i, I just have to hope and pray that that is true in november i don't know how i think how, it you is know what? I, this is what i'm loving about the world right now and I think that I, I love our transgender brothers and sisters so much for making space, telling us to make space for them. Yeah. Because you can be different in this country. You, you know, the new, for me, the new immigration is immigrating outwardly and being yourself. Yeah. You know, and that that is okay. You get to love how you love. You get to express your gender how you feel on the inside. You get to externalize that. Yeah. And and there is space for that. And to me, that is what this country is doing. That is what this country is about. That is new thought. That is new edge. And I am here for it. I feel, thank you very much. I, Angela, I feel like uh, MAGA, much of MAGA, the voting MAGA block, may uh, explode next Sunday during the Super Bowl in a hategasm of epic proportions, not knowing to vote for Nancy Pelosi's gay team from San Francisco or, you know, Taylor Swift's, I don't know, vaccine loving something, <laughs> Bud Light drinking boyfriend. I, I, it's, <laughs> it's just, I mean, look, yeah. Mr. Swift, I, I wish him luck in his his game, his matchup. Um, I understand that they're having a little game of football at Taylor's house, and I think that's going to be fun for Tay-Tay. <laughs> and i like her to have a good day, you know. <laughs> I just can't with them. I mean, nothing tickled me more unless you guys earlier talk about Kid Rock. That's yeah. who they think that's a flex. Kid Rock. Oh, no. Kid Rock's going to go on tour with, who's the other... Uh, Ted Nugent. Nugent. Yeah. yeah. 
That's Swing, then, swing State Tour. And then Scott Bale could open with yeah. some songs by Chachi. Yes. You don't need to worry about getting to that event to park. There's going to be plenty of parking. <laughs> You don't have to leave early. You don't have to. You can last minute decide to go to that mess. That's right. You're going to be center front row. Because that's all public pay you. That's all. They're probably going to pay you. You don't even have to worry about Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster ain't got time for this this nonsense. This is not even. (laughs) Stephanie Miller. Oh, don't worry, sweetie. I think I know how to whip up an audience just short of a frenzy. Stephanie Miller. Wow, it is the Stephanie Miller Show. Friday's with Frangela. Uh, Secretary of uh, Defense uh, Austin yesterday about his uh, illness and hospitalization real quick. Now, I want you all to know that, to know why this happened. I was being treated for prostate cancer. The news shook me, and I know that it shakes so many others, especially in the black community. It was a gut punch, and frankly, my first instinct was to keep it private. I don't think it's news that I'm a pretty private guy. I never liked uh, burdening others with my problems. You know, you. I think, Frangela, we've talked about this before. I think that, first of all, Joe Madison just passed, obviously, of prostate cancer. And we were saying, I, I, how many people have we had on the show, you guys, that say this is not for air? Right. Right. If we're talking exactly. about private medical stuff. And yeah. so he says, I should have handled this differently. I should have done X, Y, Z. But I, I just never got why this was such a big deal. It's about ownership of black bodies Mm -hmm. in this country and feeling like you have access to them. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why we want to act like this is such a, for me, a a weird concept because the very same people who are angry about uh, Secretary Lloyd are the very same people who want to own your womb. Yeah. Mm Yeah. And it's really about getting black people in power out of those positions, whether it's the president of Harvard or, or, you know, uh, General Austin, that 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 is what it's really about. It's an attack on black leadership, because the reality is we had a former president who told us he weighed a good 100 pounds less than he does and who we still don't know about what happened to him really when he had COVID. Right. Thank you. So the president was out of service being treated and we never got the real information on that this meant nobody was ever there was never any vacate vacating of post everything was covered there was no reason the only reason all this is about is trying to get a black person out of power thank you that is it point of order i'm glad fawny willis said i am not stepping down same thing i'm like whatever she has a private life i don't care this has nothing to do with this case and I'm glad she's saying I am not, you know, because that's exactly what it is. The targeting of, of African-American people. Sorry. Yeah, including the lawyer that they're targeting in that against Bonnie Willis also, because they didn't go after the one guy who also right. got money. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like they're not, right. you know, that it's it's just don't get it twisted. I was so disgusted to have to, to see him have to do that. I'm so sorry. We're out of time. SexyLiberal.com. Get uh, the final word. Get Idiot of the Week. Yeah. Get tickets to Chicago Sexy Liberal. We love you, Frangela.